it could be a good slump buster just because, um, and, uh, you know, didn't didn't he come close to scoring off of what was it, a scissor kick or was it a chilena? Yeah, Peralta actually didn't have a bad game. He he did have a, a you know, a scissor kick. And I was impressed. You know, this guy's, what, 37 years old? <laughs> and uh, he still moved like like his younger self. So it, it's, it's a shame because it, it would have really been a nice goal for him to just get that monkey off his back and just be of, of service. You know, Chivas are, are they're having a striker crisis themselves ever since Pulido left. And, uh, you know, Pirata's game paid a lot of money. And uh, he just hasn't been able to provide those goals that we all know him for. So um, he's going to have to continue on for at least another another week uh, against Toluca because Macias is, is out with COVID. Yeah. Do you know how long he's going to be out? Um, I mean, I would say probably another week because uh, he, he got it like a, a day or two before the, the season kicked off. So it, is, it hasn't even been 14 days yet. So we'll have to wait and see. I wouldn't be surprised if he's out for another another week or two. Yeah, there was rumors that Juventus was interested in him. But that was just, it just seemed like it was smoke. Oh, smoke okay. Mirrors. It just seemed like it was just, I don't know. Yeah. Clickbait. For some reason, uh, Juventus continuously shows up on the rumors with involving Mexican players with, uh, you know, I, I've seen Raul be linked with Juve. I've seen Tecatito linked with Juve. I've, I've seen now Macias linked with Juve. You know, I feel like every week it's like another, another player is linked with Juve. Um, but how the, the possibility of that happening, I don't know. Um, you know, there were, they were saying that, Macias was very, very close to signing with Sociedad and it was all, you know, he was ready to leave. But then uh, Real, I guess they were banking on selling somebody and then th- that player ended up not going. And that's how the whole transfer, you know, stopped. And uh, I, I, I totally believe that. I've been binge watching um, uh, Sunderland Till I Die and, and the Tottenham All or Nothing. I've been watching all these, like, you know, I, I don't know what to call them. They're not documentaries, but... And they, you see these transfers that they're working on behind the scenes that no one gets to see until the, you know, the shows get published, but there's a lot of factors that go into a transfer. I did not, uh, yeah. I, I underestimated the whole, like how, hard, how hard it yeah. is because of agents. Agents are the ones that are basically holding everything out, you know, behind it's, it's all about the agent now. You know, the agent pretty much has all has the has control, you know? So it's it's so much more complicated than it actually is. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 a thing why um why it surprises me how a lot of fans who criticize Chivas or or even other teams where they think it's getting players is much easier than it looks. Uh but but I guess they just it's the media, you know, like the, like the Mexican media is very sensationalist and, and they, they'll simplify things. And so they create this narrative of, of um, you know, it's, it's 
where they make it seem like it's not that difficult, like it's the owners that, that they don't care or, or whatnot. And so we see that in, in one of the, I think one of the cases we have right now is with trophies. Oh, yes. You know, and, and, I, and I wouldn't put it to his agent. I don't even know if he has one. But but I've I've heard some uh, trophy believers talking about that is that like that Chiva sabotaged them, <laughs> and it's like uh, no, you you're looking at anywhere between two and five million. They're they're not they're not gonna throw that money away, you know. Especially now with with stadiums closed and you know just everything that's been going on. They're, they're not going to do something like that. Uh, they're not going to hurt the player. Um, and and it, players like trophies that are like extremely talented, you, we're going to see stories like that. You know, he's, he's not the first and he's not going to be the last. Um, it, it does happen sometimes where clubs will freeze a player out, but, but that's when they're not going to make money. Mm. Because, uh, like, like, let's say that, like, uh, like I remember when uh, Torrado was in Sevilla, uh -huh. and I think they, he was like in his last year of contract, and he didn't want to renew, and so they pretty much stopped playing him. And oh they, wow! I think they sent him to the second division, and he had been playing really good. And uh, and so that's that was one of it because um, you know I'm sure the club has its reasons, but at that point they weren't going to make money off of the transfer, and he ended up coming to Cruz Azul. He signed for a lot of money, you know, especially since he was coming in, you know, on a free transfer. So he signed for a lot of money, but but he he spent about a year without playing. Um, and so, but so that happens sometimes, but, but that's, that's either, you know, it's a contract dispute, like what they were doing with Alani's where he didn't want to resign. So they're like, all right, well, we're not going to play you because, you know, uh, there, there's really no obligation. Uh, or maybe you did something really messed up, you know, he, he could have like, he could have, uh, you know. Yeah. You, dipped. you, you bring up an interesting <laughs> point. Um, having a player on an expiring contract is a lose-lose situation for both the player and the club. The okay. club is going to be, uh, or well, the player is going to be free to walk in six months, which allows yeah. clubs to go in there and grab them on a, an expiring contract. But, you know, the club is like, well, what the fuck, you know, we're trying to get some money out of you and you're just going to walk away for free. So then out of spite, sometimes they'll, you know, they'll bench that player um, and again, I was watching all or nothing Tottenham and this happened with Christian Erickson. He was on an expiring contract. He didn't want to extend his contract with Tottenham. He just wanted to go. And, uh, you know, Tottenham at the very end took like a, a, a cheap transfer to inter, like Inter Milan got him for super cheap. And, uh, you know, Tottenham ended up with like a bad taste in their mouth because they were, you know, they let a world, you know, world-class player go for basically yeah. free. And, it's it's an interesting situation with trophies because he renewed his contract just recently, so he's not on an expiring contract. And no. I and I believe the rumor is that he will, if he goes to San Jose, it will be on a loan, 
So it's not like they're buying him because yeah. they can't afford him. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's it's um, well, I mean, it, it's not not that they can't, but dude, no no league IMX team wanted him. Mm. Not even as a trade. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 trophies look. You have a Chivas team that they brought Pelias. They invested what like fifty million. They have all these players. Uh, they end up they end, they end, they were like in fifth place when the when the league got canceled due to the COVID and all that. That's right. And right. So then you're you have to think if you're like trophies. Man, this is a team that they, they could be contenders. This is a team that, you know, they're, they're doing things right now, and 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 we we could fight for the campeonato, and and he could he could you know play his way into the national team, and so that's that's the mentality you should have had. You know, should have had fire in his ass. Dude, dude, shows up ten pounds overweight. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you, that's just zero F's given, dude. That's to me. At, at that point, you, come on, man. You, you just come on. At that point, you know, he just, he just doesn't care, man. Uh, it was and, uh he was so, one yeah he was caught on you know social media being on parties and stuff you know when everybody's supposed to be at home. The, the, the pictures with the shirt you know like you can see it's it's like he's got the belly going on there man <laughs> um and and so that's you know other the other teams see that and and they just know and, and then he ended up corrupting three other guys you know i, I think they were all in the same party yeah and so they just got rid of all of them. And and what caught my mind recently was that some comments from Macias. Because Macias, remember when he left? No, oh, he spoke out. He left. He left. Yeah, he was because he was talking about just players like Trophies, Pulido, and, and just like their overall mentality. And, um, and I think... Uh, and, and recently... He was talking about Oribe and he was saying how much he's been learning from him mm. and how good it is to have a player like that on the team, like as, as far as influence. And, you know, it's a big change. Uh, you know, like with trophies, is like, hey, man, let's let's go. Let's go to the after or something. You know, the, the game just ended. Yeah. You know, they, they just finished training. And he's like, let's, let's throw a party. Because he <laughs> seems to be like that. And... and she is not not the team that could do that. They could afford to do that. Um, and so, but but I think it, it says volumes that no team went after him, you know. So all the, you know, for all the uh, trophy believers that could say she was was trying to ruin him. He's still twenty six. Uh, you know, the rest of the club still know what he what he has. So if they didn't, if they didn't. You know, make an effort. That that would that tells us a lot. Yeah. Um, and even MLS, no other M, even in MLS, you teams haven't lined up in San Jose. It's more because of like, like Almeida. You know, it's almost like a hail mary. Like, hey man, do, can you do us a solid here? <laughs> can you can you take trophies? <laughs> can you can you take them on the loan? Just you know. He he already has half of the Chivas squad, you know. He he took Alindo, he took Fierro, Alanis. 
Yeah. Trophies, just throw Ben Ranking. <laughs> he's Indian players. Just throw them a, a couple more for free. Um, so, yeah, yeah, because yeah. you know San Jose needs the players, and hell, if you're <laughs> if you're giving away for free, we'll take them. You know, it's that kind of mentality. Um, funny that you mentioned Van Ranking. He is actually on his way to uh, Portland. He's he's going to be playing in the MLS. So uh, another player going to the MLS. And another one, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, if he does go to San Jose, because there's been that's just one of the rumors. There's been no one has said anything from San Jose, and it, so the, yeah. there's nothing official. They haven't. They haven't mentioned anything, uh, but if, if he did go, you know that that he's like in this last one, and what will what will prevent him from doing good is, is just his mentality. That's all it is, man. But I mean, you're already in a team where there's some of your former teammates, so I think no excuses, man. At that point, you should, <clears throat> you know, just just. You know, it's, it's, it's the reality should hit that he's not where he he could be, and and that is gonna dry up. You know, that money he's making is gonna end up drying up, drying up, and then he could be like those players that when they retire, that you know they're like they're working like a used car salesman or something <laughs> like that. They have to get, nothing against used car salesmen, uh, you know. But but I mean, you go from a player where it's like kind of easy money you know you show up to train three times yeah. a week you know you, you play the game you go <clears> home <throat> not the same as as and then you're making so much money you know so it's not the same as now you have the nine to five and so some of these guys end up not not doing so well uh we just don't hear about them because the media just so many players you know it's hundreds and hundreds so the media's not for the most part they're not going to care Every now and then you see one of those articles, like the VH1. Where are they now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but for that point, you don't even care. It's yeah, like you're just like, well, 10, 15 years, like, ah. You, what, you whatever happened on, to they... the to Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks? Oh, wow, he, he turned to a crackhead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but um, wh- one thing about, the you know, the – a footballer's career is very short, you know, so, you know, they're, they're going to try and, and make as much money as possible while they, you know, while they're still fit. And then this, I mean, cause think about it, man, their, uh, their, their career is 10 years, 12 years, you know, 15 years. Uh, if you do it right, you know, um, Ronaldinho had this quote that said, if you wanted me to play until 40, you should have banned all nightclubs and alcohol institutions because I am not a prisoner to anyone. I loved enjoying my youth by going out all night and still being able to come back and do magic on the pitch. <laughs> of course, Ronaldinho is not your average football player. No. That that guy could could be blindfolded and still run circles around everybody. He was just God gifted talent, man. He was, and, and that's been one of the arguments that if if he was more professional, you know, he would have been up there with like CR seven. You know, as far as how much that guy, that guy has won, uh, you know, but, but I guess, hey, he, he, he's enjoyed his life. Was, you know, he was enjoying himself throughout his playing career. So absolutely. That's what he wanted. 
And he made a pit stop in Querétaro, which I'll always appreciate. <laughs> he took him to a final, man. I know, he did. Uh, with then, with Vuce. And then, uh, like that movie, remember that that movie? Um, can't remember the name. Adam Sandler remade it, where he goes to jail. He's like a football player. Oh, the longest yard. Play. Yeah, he he ended up with the longest yard in Paraguay. Oh, he, fake he passports. Jail. <laughs> and, and he, was, he was in jail for like a year or something. He's, yeah, he's playing soccer. He was playing soccer. He was he was playing he soccer made. during the you know while everybody was. The pandemic was going around. He was, he, he was just. They made him join the guard team. So the warden was like, "Hey, play soccer for us." Hey man, how about my paperwork? You guys told me I was supposed to be be out of here like a month ago. It's like, hey man, we got this tournament coming up. We need you, bro. <laughs> um, kind of going back to Liga Meki. So again, Puebla and Chivas kick things off. One last thing I'll say about the game. And to take some, you know, the silver lining of all of this is Sergio Flores and Zaid Munoz. Who are those players? Well, those players are from the um, the Academy of Chivas. They made their pro debuts in that game. And then also uh, Chino Huerta, he was on loan at Mazatlan. He has returned and he looked lively for the you know short amount of time that he was, he was playing because he came in on sub. So, uh, yeah, nice to see some fresh blood in Chivas. It is more than encouraging to see that because, uh, you know, out with the old, in with the new. Yeah, new new guys coming in, and uh, let's see let's see how they do throughout the season. The rest of the jornada, Tijuana and Pumas, a very boring match. I apologize for anyone that may have caught that on that Friday. It was a 0-0 scoreless draw. And uh, the one player that Pumas could have used that day, uh, they sold him. Uh, el um, Cocolizo, uh, Carlos Rodriguez, uh, sorry, Carlos Gonzalez, he ended up being sold to Tigres, and he ended up uh, scoring a goal in that victory. Uh, but I'll, I'll get to that in, in a little bit. Um, Mazatlan beat Necaxa 3-2. was a pretty entertaining match, and Mazatlan had fans in the stadium. Uh Funnily enough, also Necaxa uh, are the only other club right now that are allowing fans in the stadium. So uh, that was a 3-2 victory for, for Mazatlan in el, in el Kraken. That's the new stadium that they're, they're calling it. And uh, on Saturday, also Atlas. <laughs> Atlas, the, the ongoing joke. Uh, it took all of 40 seconds for Monterrey to score in that one. Funes Mori scored two goals. And they beat Atlas 2-0. Uh, well, and that was the debut of uh, Javier El Vasco Aguirre. That's right. As as a Rayados coach. And so we talked about what his impact would be. And, well, he couldn't have hoped for a better rival. You know, Atlas just... Whipping boy, man. I think uh, <laughs> took advantage of that. <laughs> oh, man. Gave him a punching bag, man. Uh, so I, my jury will still be out there, Jaime. You know? With what? Oh, with Aguirre. Because Atlas is basically a punching bag. You yeah. Know? Just, yeah. That, so I want to see 
how they do with with some of the more consistent teams. Uh, but but it's still a good win. Uh, and and you know I mean it, it's still you know to start the season with a win it's, it's still good. Uh, but but let's my jury's still out. Just because well, not, nothing against Vasco. Don't worry, man. You will be able to see proof in the pudding uh, tomorrow. Monterrey will be playing America. So both coaches yeah. are going to be and put to was, the test. What was, did, did you say America's uh, results for Jornada 1? Uh, I was about to get there. America ended okay. up uh, beating, and it was not convincing, against Atletico San Luis uh, 2-1. Uh, they were up 1-0 by the new signing, Mauro Lainez, uh, Diego, Diego Lainez's older brother. He scored on his uh, debut. And then uh, Nicolás Ibáñez tied the game up at the 79th minute. And uh, Cordova pulled one out of, his, out of his ass, man. 89th minute, gave America the game-winning goal. And, uh, yeah, I mean... They, they another coach debuting, which was yeah Santiago Solari That's has right. taken over Piojo, and and very similar to to Vasco where he got you know a soft pitch man. These guys is like they're playing, you know, t-ball. <laughs> <laughs> and you get that giant bat like you know for the little kids. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't miss, man. He, um, so another easy one. And so, yeah, interesting that they now they get to face each other. Oh yeah. Um, the two new coaches. So that's, that's going to be interesting as well. I have, I have just higher hopes for Vasco than I do for Santiago. Nothing against Santiago. I just, I, I think, uh, I, I, I feel like the America, uh, you know, boardroom's going to be in shambles. Uh, they tend to do that from time to time. Just, self-destruct i hope and so they always they, they always bounce back but <laughs> it just feels that way and, and we've highlighted some of the stuff here like just how pelias left yeah how piojo, um, how, how, how piojo left the first time how they unser- <laughs> no just just recently yeah how they unceremoniously booted out tena from the youth mm-hmm. so it just feels like they've just been you know unnecessarily moving around stuff that if it ain't broke don't fix it type of thing and and we've seen America do this before where they just they move around their board and then they just end up crashing hard and um as a chivista yes I'm I'm hope that's that's where they're at I'm all for it man (laughs) I'm 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 ready uh the game of the week I have a sound clip for this. Can somebody uh, let Leo know that the uh, Clausura 2021 has started because the Lions <laughs> was sleeping on Saturday. They lost to Tigres 2-0 thanks to the courtesy of Andre Pierre Gignac. And like I mentioned earlier, Cocoliso, Carlos uh, Gonzalez, they ended up winning 2-0, and it was really not even much of a of a contest there. Uh, Tigres dominated the match. 
and kind of piggybacking off of their victory in the Conca Champions. It looks like Tigres are wasting no time and they're they're definitely going to be a contender this season. Uh, hi, Mip. To me, they've been contenders pretty much every season for the past 10 years. And I think uh, I'm going to repeat myself from the last part we made. Tigres winning that international title. Little by little, they start getting rid of people's, uh, you know, reasonings as to why they're not a bigger club. That used to be one of them. No international titles. There it is, you know. And I, I think they're going to go for more. And I, and I do see them doing a heavy investment going into the club's World Cup. Cause, cause we, and we've said it before, um, Semex has the money, and if they want to, they could easily bring in two more, two more players of Gignac's caliber. I mean, not too long ago, they had the Chileno striker. I think they got rid of him. They do Vargas. I think they sold him <clears> to <throat> Brazil or something. I'm not too sure, but I mean, uh, they could easily they could easily form a a, a really strong team. Uh, and I think if you're Tigres or you're trying to get up there, you know. I think that um, that's a way to do it in, in one of those tournaments. A, a lot of times, you know, especially Mexicans tend to be very nationalistic. And if you're you're representing well at the international level, you'll win over a lot of people. And and there was some talk. There's been some noise there, here and there, about possibility of, of Liga MX returning to Copa Libertadores, mm-hmm. and and that would be another avenue, especially for a team like Tigres. You could that they could easily just invest and put together a really strong team, oh, and yeah. then just go go there and start kicking ass. Uh, like in the past, they kind of they did. They were the last team to make the final of a Libertadores. You know, it's been Cruz Azul, Chivas, and Tigres, That's and right. so. I, I think e- even Monterrey is, is another team that could do that. And, and then Monterrey has dominated uh, at the um, Champions, at the CONCACAF Champions League. They do have, I think, three, I think three, like three titles, but, but they've won a few. Um, so, so I think those teams, especially if there's a, a back to Libertadores and, and they want that respect, <laughs> that's, that's how you get it right there, man. Absolutely, uh, and, and then there will be no doubt after that. But dude, they have the money. They, they just no other. Not even America. You know, America used to be the. They used to. They used to be the Real Madrid of Mexico. You know, as as in terms of they'll bring the top stars, and that's just not the case. It just has not been the case for a long time. It's it's Monterrey and Tigres. Yeah, they always have some trendy, you know, player from South America that you know has a big name like. Um, Vinas right now he's like the big big name at America. Um one thing that's really interesting, you know, talking about the Club World Cup is we already have a team that's been eliminated um by withdrawal. So Auckland, uh the New Zealand team, they actually withdrew from the tournament, so they will not be going to the Club World Cup, which is going to kind of mess up the bracket right now. Uh there will be a draw on the nineteenth. And the actual tournament will kick off on uh, the first of February, so it's 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 almost there, man. It's it's about three weeks away, 
Um, and we still don't even know who's going to be there because uh, Libertadores is still going on. It's going to be a Brasileo final. Um, I think it's uh, Santos versus Palmeiras. So wait, so so the, the oh yeah, it is twenty twenty one. Yeah, I was like, I forgot uh, twenty twenty one. So so that tournament's going to be in February. Yeah, it's coming right and, up. Uh, I I guess Tigres. Oh, they're so much for my Tigres investing. <laughs> I don't know if they're they're going to be allowed. I mean, uh, I don't know when we're the still cut when, we're still in January. No, but like in Liga MX, do they have a cutoff date for for transfers? I know they have a different um, cutoff date for for extranjeros. I know, I know within within Mexico, like they have like the draft, right? So they call it the draft, and and that gives uh, clubs within the league to exchange players and transfer players. I believe that window's closed, but obviously the world window for football is still open until um, the end of this month. So that that doesn't. Uh, you know that they still have a possibility of signing players outside of Liga Mekis, you know, from other clubs and other other leagues. You know, I just, I just, since we're talking about transfers, this is from MLSSoccer.com. San Jose Earthquakes closing in on Chivas midfielder Javier Eduardo Lopez. Oh wow, it's official, huh? No, no, it's not official, oh. but I mean, it, I mean, they're they're saying that there is that possibility. Okay. So now it, it now it's coming in from MLS Soccer, so it's a little bit more. Uh, I would say a bit more credible than just that is uh, dated today stuff. at uh, two p.m. So it's very recent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. You know. Having a a team, I think Tigres will finally have an opportunity to play against you know like a um you know the Champions League winner or or the Libertadores winner. I don't know how 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 uh, Auckland withdrawing from the tournament how that affects like the first round, but I'm assuming you know because there's one less club, they might give another club like the the buy, and uh, they'll be. I, I... Think or is this like runner up? Like the runner up, wouldn't they? Just, you know, whoever think, was runner up to I'm, Auckland I'm, be like, hey, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it's the uh, OFC, the Oceania, you know, Federation. So it's like that whole region itself is is withdrawing, you know, from the tournament. Is oh that, damn! Yeah, because I mean, think about the the countries that are that are in that region. It's oh you know, yeah. It's like New Zealand, you know, Australia, you know, they're not in that region anymore. They they moved oh, to Asia. It's like semi-pro. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. semi-pro players that are like they're a taxi cab driver. <laughs> they're like a dentist, like a, a oh, you baker. know. <laughs> yeah, a dentist. So, but I mean, man, imagine you you get to play against like you know um, top teams from like South America and and Europe. Yeah, I remember Iceland. That's, that's, um, when they were in the world, yeah. When they oh, were, yeah. When, when they were in the World Cup, and you know, I, if I know, I forget what the results were in the World Cup, but uh, um, you know, they they went toe to toe with some of these 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 countries, and then like you know, they they bounced out of the tournament, and then like uh, there was like a photo, like the very next you know week, like the some of the players or some of the coaches were just like, you know, just seeing 
like, you know, doing their day-to-day jobs, you know? <laughs> like, all right, back, you know, back to go to the office. It's like, dude, weren't you just in the World Cup? Like, I just saw you on TV, bro. Like, what? Yes. It's like one moment you're playing a cascarita and the next year you're playing this big tournament. Yeah, dude. I just saw you guys go toe-to-toe with, like, Argentina and Messi, bro, and you're over here mowing my lawn now? Like, what the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's crazy um going back to the Liga MX results so yeah I mean with the with the Tigres victory over Leon um do you think they're gonna have that campeonitis you know the the little the senioritis where you know you win your title you got your glory eh, let's let's kick it back let's lay let's lay, lay, lay down for this for this this tournament it's uh, we're, we're chilling they are, you know they are an older team you know, so it might take them a while to bounce back. But I, I think men, the mentality, I think they have the right the right mentality. Um, so, but I don't see it. I mean, Tigres is just a very strong team. So, I mean, that they got beat by Tigres is not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sound the alarms. Well, I mean, uh, need I remind you that Leon only lost one game last season. So to lose yeah. their, you know, to already be at a loss in the first game of the season, it's going to be hard to repeat what you did, you know? Wait, but they've done it before. Remember we were going at, we were going at undefeated records uh-huh. and they, they had like a 14 or something like that uh, from a previous season. So, I mean, it's, Nacho has won me over, man. I think he's, <laughs> he's proven himself, and now he has the hardware. Uh, the silverware, I should say. He has the silverware now. He has that, that gold medal, dude. Probably sleeps with it, never <laughs> takes it off. <laughs> uh, and I, I think he's he's convinced me that he's he's one of those just very good coaches, man. You let him work, and, and even if he has a slow start, type you know they they find a way and they bounce back and they at least find a way so i think he's 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 proven to be one of those one of those coaches speaking about coaches Hernan Cristante on his second run with Toluca brought them to glory and uh, they ended up winning 3-1 against Querétaro and uh, are currently top of the league because of that because of the goals in favor so um, they will actually be playing against uh, Chivas uh, tomorrow. So uh, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, and... good good game, and that's where that's where Gallito ended up. Oh, that's right. Gallito oh, is boy. a he's a devil. He's a devil now. Un gallo bien diablo, they said. Uh, he's going to be a starter. He was in. He was in the starting lineup. Um, well, he's he's a good player, man. He's he just you know. I just got caught up with all the BS, and it, it saddened me because I I I, I always liked him. Yeah, same. Uh, he's one of my favorite players, and I I would have liked to have seen him retire with Chivas. Um, but but uh, Cristante returning, I, I find it interesting. Let's see what happens. You know, he crashed pretty hard when he left. Yeah, and I I don't know what's going on at Toluca, man. There seems to be. Some disarray. There has been a team that it's like pretty level-headed, and and they don't make much noise. But 
but they're quite successful and, and they always find a way to, to stay competitive. But these past years, I don't know, it's it's sort of it's, I don't know what's going on in the in the front office, man. Uh maybe a power struggle or something. But he dudes back and and let's see let's see what what he can do. You know, it's funny because they actually remind me of the uh, the Red Devils, uh, Manchester United. You know, where they were just such a heavy team in the in the nineties, so dominant in the nineties and in the early two thousands. And then as of late, they've kind of just been, you know, yeah, you know, they just haven't been as as glorious. And uh, you know, Toluca, man, don't, they swallowed up a lot of a lot of titles in that short amount of time. So it's like they're kind of coasting off of that, you know. And they're back to obscurity, at least, at least as of late. So um, they're always a team that will have, I'll always associate bad memories because they always eliminated Chivas and, and you know, Tornels Cortos. Um, but I, I kind of feel like they're, uh, they're a team at any time that they can start to, you know, crank it up. But we'll, we'll see how it goes on Saturday against Chivas. Well, you know, you know, and it has to be said, Jaime, one thing that has changed is 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 the, the you know, the rise of like Tigres and Monterrey. Because That's those true. two teams came up and they they knocked some of the other teams down that were were more competitive and, and it's and you could look at, at the list of, of like Pachuca how many too, times huh? those Yeah. But Pachuca's been more dependent on on their like they've had like like on their youth squads. But but I, I think I think like Pachuca and Santos they they always sort of jump in there, get in the mix. But yeah, those those teams came in. But but I mean I, I think they they it's we have to take them into consideration. So if, we, if you look at the the list of how many times they've been in the final, go in the last ten years. It's you'll be surprised I'm, and to see, you know, just the both both of them. Yeah. Just how often they're they're like fighting for the, either for the league or or for the. You know. And they're probably they're, they're, just, they're probably the biggest spenders in in Liga Megis, right? Oh, for sure they are. Yeah, both of them are the biggest spenders, uh, and then I would say probably Cruz Azul, is like in third. Mm-hmm. As they were saying, like how it's. It's changed, you know, a bit the land the landscape has changed. Yeah. And sometimes fans don't see it. And I see it with Americanistas where they, they still haven't I guess some <laughs> of them still haven't seen it. It's like, hey, no, you're not. Your team's no longer that. Cause they would bring, you know, they would bring top stars like um like they had Piojo Lopez. Um yep. and the, Claudio Claudio Piojo Lopez, the Argentine. He yeah. played in Italy and was with the national team of Argentina. Zamorano. They, they had some, yes, El Bam Bam, Ivan Bam Bam, Zamorano. Big, big names like that. Yeah. Um, and now, who, who, man? One of the last Brazilians I remember they got was Fantique, who was like a complete bust, man. <laughs> that guy just sucked. I don't know how they, I don't know how they bought him. I, I heard that they sold him. That they send like a video with like plays, like clips. Oh, that's, that's one of the things I've heard. <laughs> like um, a YouTube mixtape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yo. And and then um, 
he never just he played like a game or two, not even four games, and he was just that bad. Uh, he was just a fraud. But yeah, I I just haven't seen America bring in any any big names like like to that extent, you know. I mean, they they brought Geo man, and it was like a Geo on a. Geo like out of rehab I mean, or something, it, you know, like he's just not. Yeah, it, it is, it is, and it sounds like we're talking shit, but but, it, but we're not. We saw what was going. The galaxy was just trying to get rid of him. Like, yeah, this dude's toxic. And I, I, I think we make fun of it, but think, guess what, man? That's gonna be Chicharito in another year too. <laughs> we're gonna be. We're gonna... <laughs> if, if he doesn't change, it's if, it's if just... he doesn't change. <laughs> Hey, you put in the Perame too, man. America wants, uh, they're desperate to, to get those big names, and uh, yeah, it's not it's not like it was before, where that's that's where the players wanted to go. Yeah, uh, for two reasons: you got paid the most, and second, the spotlight was there because Televisa was the biggest media. Yeah, that's just not the case anymore. You got you got so so many more networks, you know, outlets now. Yeah, yeah, and then. That like Chivas TV, not, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, or like ESPN, uh, you got, you got Fox and, now, whatnot, yeah, you got Fox, Fox ESPN, and all that. Azteca, yeah, yeah. And before it was just basically Televisa, yeah, Azteca had like some influence, but not not, not that, that much. much, yeah. But but it was Televisa was like the main, they just they just dominated, you know. And it's been proven uh, there was, uh, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but uh, Record did like a popularity uh, survey. America is still number one, Chivas number two, Cruz Azul three, Pumas four, Tigres five, Monterrey six, Leon seven, Atlas eight, uh, Toluca nine, Necaxa ten. So the popularity is has shifted, you know, Pumas and Tigres, or not Pumas, Tigres and Monterrey, I mean, if you if you were to do that survey 10 years ago, 20 years ago, they would be like, who? What What are you talking about? Yeah, no, they, they wouldn't be near. You know, and, and that's that's a big reason because they're bringing in those names that attract people, having in a guignac. You know, you Funes know, that, that, a lot of people just, yeah, and, and then, um, you know, Monterrey bringing in, they, they bring in uh, Johansson, uh, teams like, like Layun and Who's that player I mean, from Holland I mean, that they that they brought in? Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Johnson, 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 or yeah. something. Yeah, and, and you know Aguirre. So, so I mean, these teams. Uh, that's that's one of the ways to go about it. But I still think, I, I still think it's it's uh, if they want to if they want to win over the the big chunk of fans, go go through the international route yeah okay libertadores hey forget just forget about the league man put all your marvels in libertadores mm-hmm. i guarantee you man that's I remember, prestige uh, it is but 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 dude mexico it's it's just there's something about mexicans man when when they're seeing like teams at an international level they just they, they rise to the occasion they, they, they no no but i'm saying fans you know yeah. they'll, they'll bring up the flag so i remember Cruz Azul, uh, going to go watch some of the Cruz Azul games when, 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 you know, when they ended up going, making the final. Oh yeah, the deep runs. But I remember, I remember back then, and you had to go and and 
you had to go and see the the games on a closed circuit. Yeah, it was paid. Yeah, it, it was paid. Pay pay per view. No, no, it wasn't paid. Closed circuit, dude. It was like old school shit. Oh, because because pay per view, you could see it in your house. And so then you had like closed circuit, which was like. You had to go to like some restaurant or an establishment. Yeah, you had to go to like a bar. Uh huh. And you had to pay like twenty dollars. Yeah. Uh, it was a whole different thing. Like you couldn't, you, you couldn't get it off of your home. You know, you couldn't order it from your cable provider. You, you had to go to like a restaurant, or and it was usually like bigger places that. Yeah, it had to be like a large. Could afford. Yeah. And so I remember going to. It was a strip club. <laughs> it's weird, but they hey, they had some money. They're twenty bucks. It's dude. It's funny because there was no, there was no during the match. It was like that's it. There was no. Everyone was just watching the TV, dude. They were watching the game, and and there was no, halftime. They they did a, they did some special at halftime. <laughs> I can't remember. Let's go, man. Let's talk about the, <laughs> talk about a dream right there. Some, it was, it was some Libertadores and some some uh, some entertainment, yeah. And Hooters. It, it was at a, what's the name of that place? I can't remember, man. It's it's by downtown LA. I can't remember the name. The, the playpen. That's what it's called. Wow. And that's where they had. Twenty bucks. Not even, not even a free drink, just to see the game. Uh, but I, I think that that's one of the few places that was showing it, and so that's had to go play. But but um, just long story short, I, dude, I, I remember going and you had all these non Cruz Azul fans going mm-hmm. and paying money to watch. There's a lot that weren't even you know mm-hmm. they weren't even even though Cruz Azul is is. You know they they have a huge following, but but just just to see how many that weren't Cruz Azul fans, uh, some of these dudes were taking their other jerseys or the selección, but and and even even like other other people watching like the Central Americans and whatnot. So that's that's I think that's that's if they want to make a, a strong push for that, I, I feel that's that's what they need to do, man. You know, forget the league. Don't even care about the league. Put put all your marbles in that tournament. You you bring up a a very good and and like powerful memory for me um, on two occasions. But go, you know, Libertadores and and people that don't really follow Mexico or don't really know the history. I mean, this is like when when Mexico are invited to this tournament. This is equivalent to like when you look at the Champions League group stage. And you see that one club from like Cyprus or from, you know, Croatia or their Ukraine, like there's only one club from that country. Like it's a big deal for that country because they're being represented at the biggest stage. The most, you know, in my opinion, like the Champions League is like, you know, the gold standard. It's like the most competitive tournament in the world. And the, you know, the America, the America's like equivalent is Libertadores. So for to see Mexican teams just get invited to that tournament was huge. And at that point you're rooting for, you know, the San Luis's of the world, yeah. the, the Atlas of the world. Like, Cause there were teams like that, 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 that got to play because of Interliga, you know, um, 
the, unfortunately, the best. Carlos did play. Yeah. Carlos did play Libertadores. Yeah. I remember watching some of their games, and this was when they had, they would ball pretty good. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch those games. Yeah. Carlos had some respect back then. And, and, uh, and so you would, and, and it was this big, you know, Mexico wanted to do well in these tournaments that they would even loan players to other clubs yeah. just for that tournament. You would yes. see, you would see that with Cardoso who would play for, uh, Cruz Azul. Like he was on loan and, uh, Peralta, Peralta with Chivas. Chivas and stuff and, and, and Corona with Chivas as well. And, um, I mean, we like, it's, it's weird because like as a country, we wanted to succeed we wanted to you know if we're going to be represented in that tournament we wanted to 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 to, to be the best yeah. and um, yeah once you made it past once once those teams made it past the group stage yeah because the longer the the longer what we saw a bit of a decline so at the, at the beginning it was like like the, the first few tournaments everyone just was watching all the games and then um I don't know what happened. Some of the teams just stopped taking it serious. Uh, we saw Monterrey lose out to Venezuela. Like it was like an elimination to qual to qualify to the tournament. Monterrey couldn't couldn't get it done, you know. And we saw other teams that that just wouldn't, you know, they just wouldn't send their best players, or they'll send like a mixed team, and so. There was a pretty big drop just because some teams stopped taking it that serious. But, but I mean, that's to me, that's their loss. Yeah. And I do remember when Chivas were relevant and they were, um, it was, I want to say it was 2005. And, uh, it, and, and like you mentioned, it was very hard to watch those games. I was in Mexico at the time and you had to go to like the big city and, and find a place that actually had the game. And, uh, you know, watching them play, uh, it was, it was, you know, it was a proud moment, you know, for everybody. And even if you were like not a Chivas fan, you were still watching that game and you wanted them to win because, you know, they were representing Mexico. So, it, you know, it's, it's a big deal. And, and, and I do. Jaime, I, like you said that you had, that you had to go somewhere to see it. Yeah. I think that added to it. That made it like more of an event. Yeah. Then you just. You're just at home and you just turn it on. Yeah. So the fact that you had to go somewhere, that was like, it just, to me, it added, made it that much more special, uh, more memorable as well. Absolutely. You know, it's... Yeah. So, I mean, I hope that, you know, Mexico gets their way back into Libertadores and, uh, you know, it, it all comes down to money. Ironically, them being invited to the tournament, they are still considered like the cash cow, you know. They're they're the big draw, oh, when, especially in the U.S. Right yeah. here, it's that's where the the money's right here. And I do know because we, um, you know, there was a Copa America Centenario. Yeah, and and I know they want to do that again because they made so much money. When I say they, I mean Conmebol or or Con yeah, Mexico Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, was yeah, they, Mex Mex is the big draw. I mean, they could come here and then they, they only a few teams will make money; the rest won't. But if you add Mex into the mix, 
now that it spreads out the wealth, you know, you could be the Bolivian team or the Peruvian team, and you're going up against a Chivas or or, or a Monterrey, and, and that's going to be a big draw. Suppose of your Peruvian team versus a, a Chilean team, most people are not going to care in the U.S. And then just yeah. only the big teams like the the you know Flamengo, the the Boca, the the, the Rivers, the, they'll get some draw, but but. The biggest ratings is, is even in TV for soccer is Mexican teams, so yeah, that's I think that's where it's at, and and when the Copa America Centenario, just the amount of money they made and like just for the, you know, uh, overall you know sponsors everything, and and I know they Tickets. they want they want to do a tournament like that, yeah, and so I would like to see a tournament like that. Um, because I do think that the the I do think that the national teams from this region they step it up when they play some of those uh, teams. You know, the Costa Rica, the Jamaica, Honduras. I, I do think they go boss boss to the wall, and and it, it makes it exciting. Because you know, Copa America, dude, it's just ten teams. It gets boring sometimes <laughs> seeing the same teams. Uh, so you want to mix it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um another kind of region topic, CONCACAF has confirmed that the Olympic qualifiers for the men's national uh team are are going to start in March of this year. So, uh it was originally planned uh last year in Guadalajara and that's still the plan. I don't know uh any more details about it. Uh, I'm assuming you'll be behind closed doors. weren't weren't you, Jaime? weren't you accredited? I was accredited to go. I had my ticket, and you know, I was unfortunately the the COVID outbreak uh, had to put everything on but pause. I mean, does that mean you're still? Uh, or did they send you a letter? Or because well, you could, you you know? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, on the process of working with that because you know I still have like you know the accreditation uh, accreditations and everything, but. I don't know how much uh, media outlet they're going to allow at this tournament, you know, again, cause it's, oh, yeah, yeah. cause it's all, you know, behind closed doors and, you know, they don't want fans in the, in the, in the stands. And I'm sure it'll be, oh, they could spread you guys out, yeah. you know, that's what we'll they see. do, but you, you should call and check. I yeah. mean, you shouldn't wait on that. Absolutely. Uh, and, and then to see your, your thing is still valid. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was really looking forward to last year. So, you know, that's still, still, it, it could still be a, a reality. Um, but that's, you know, it's good news because, uh, you know, the Olympics, I was looking forward to seeing, you know, the, the Mexican side, you know, with all the, all the young players that are coming up the ranks. And I think they also said that, you know, if you were 23 or under 23 last year or 23 uh, last year. And yeah, you're, you could still qualify. You could still qualify. So, you know, if they're, if they're 24 now, they're still going to be eligible to play, um, which is great news. And, you know, Mexico did it in 2012, you know, now it's a, uh, if you have um, dyslexia, then it's, it's 2012 again, it's <laughs> 2021, but who knows, you know, maybe, maybe they'll, they'll repeat. Maybe they'll get another gold medal. Yeah, I got I got booted out. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, you heard it. I heard it too. First time I hear it. Um, 
it cut me off right when you were saying if you were if you were under twenty three. Yeah. And you 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 went up in age, but that you will still qualify. Yeah. And so what what you said after that? Oh no, I was just maybe saying twenty Mexico win another gold medal. We won it in twenty twelve, and if you're dyslexic. It's 2012 again because it's 2021. You know, people mix up their numbers. <laughs> so who knows? You know, okay. maybe maybe they'll do it again. Yeah. It's an interesting group, yeah. too, because USA, Mexico, and Costa Rica are in the same group. Um, Yeah, so that's... Yeah, tough, man. Yeah, that's a tough one. And they did it on purpose so it would be a USA-Mexico, you know, final if it were to, you know, play out that way. Because if they both if they both get out of the group, then the only time they would face each other again would be in the final. So you know that's the big draw, that's the big money maker, and those are the two nations that are expected to to make it to the final. Um, so we'll have to see. I'm assuming that's Tata's team, right? He's going to be the one coaching them. He's not officially, but he's. He's done some work with a lot of those players, so I I did I did hear some rumors that he was pulling the strings, even though he's they do have a team there. I mean a coach, they do have a coach assigned, but I think uh, I think Tata has like you know the final word or something like that. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? It's just. The whole thing, the posterity thing. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see how much he's involved. Is he does he get shown in the practices? Is he in the games and whatnot? Yeah. Uh, tying it back to Liga Mekis, there are still two more games from Jornada One. Santos beat Cruz Azul one zero, and to end the Jornada One. Uh, Pachuca and Juarez tied 1-1 and it actually took the 94th minute for Quiroga to to tie the game up. Juarez was actually winning. Um, Another interesting uh, fact in that match, both Marco Fabian and Oscar Murillo got a red card. Um, I haven't really heard much of Fabian since his return to Mexico and uh, not surprised, man. That guy, he's just bumming, he's just bumming it out right now, man. Yeah, yeah, just did supermarket openings. He's at your nearest OXO, you know, open. <laughs> cut the ribbon. <laughs> he cuts the ribbon. And then he's at the... Getting paid in Kawamas, you know. <laughs> he's at WS Shoes. <laughs> he's, at the, he's at the Liverpool. He's at the Liverpool. Need and greet. Um, oh, funny, funny that he's, I'm actually watching right now. He's not on the field, obviously, because the right card, but Juarez is actually playing right now against the Juana 0 80, 81st minute. And uh, there was also uh Jornada two action earlier today. Really boring match. Necaxan Atletico San Luis. Something interesting happened in the last eight minutes. Cause that's how Liga Mekis is. All the action happens in the last 10, eight minutes of the match. Uh, there's a penalty for Nick Axa in the 90th minute. 
And then in stoppage time, Atletico San Luis got a penalty and Pablo Barrera missed and he missed terribly. So uh, Atletico San Luis ended up losing 1-0. But uh, I was telling you before the show, man, you know, like when it comes to other games around the league, I, I, I try to find at least one player that I'm interested in watching play. You know, to get me through the game and at least have make it be interesting. But I was looking at this Necaxa and uh, San Luis game, man, and you know Necaxa keeps on selling their players, and San Luis has nobody. And I'm like, oh shit, Pablo Barrera still playing, man. <laughs> I haven't heard that name yeah. in years. I remember, man, too. I wanted to get him. Dodged um, a bullet. No, I mean back when he was. Man, because at one point he was really good player. He was the man. He he scored a uh, one or two goals in the Gold Cup final against uh, USA, right? Yeah, he was just he was really good, man. But you know, he um, yeah, he just he didn't age well. And it's a shame because he did really well for Pumas. That's where he came up, and and then a shocking signing to West Ham United. And it just did not, it did not pan out. Uh, West Ham United also signed somebody else from Liamekis. I forgot who, and it just um, didn't. I know uh, um, este Franco, Guille Franco also played for West Ham United. And, yeah. Uh, Chicharito, obviously. It's weird. It's like they've had this, like, Mexican connection. Um, but then he went on loan to Zaragoza and, you know, did okay. It goes back to Cruz Azul, you know, to Mexico with his tail be, you know, between his legs, like like a lot of players that flop out in Europe, you know, they just go back to Mexico because it's the safety blanket. And since then, man, he's just been kind of, you know, you just kind of forgot about him. Yeah, I mean, but he's still playing. You he's know? still playing. He's thirty three years old, man. Yeah, I mean, still got a, maybe two more years left. Like Efrain Juarez, man. Remember that guy? He was a stud. He was like undisputed starter for Mexico. And then, you know, he goes to uh, Celtic and then Zaragoza. And then you just never hear of him ever again, man. And, uh, you know, I had this argument today on Twitter. You know, uh, we have people that like, oh, you know, we should be exporting more players to Europe and, you know, I'm worried about us because USA has, has been, you know, they export all these players to Europe and they're in big clubs and they're, you know, they're scoring goals. And I'm just like, Hey man, like we, we tried that method and it, and it didn't, you know, that didn't uh, equal like positive results. Like a, a lot of the times it hindered their, their development and yeah. You know, Making Europe it's, this whole like I think like we put we put on a pedestal and we think oh just put them into Europe and they'll be successful and it's just it's just not the case. Yeah, it's a flawed argument. I mean, if that was the case, then you would you would see more European teams being more dominant since they're all in Europe. You know, uh, you wouldn't have like the Costa Ricas going up; they wouldn't stand a chance. But it's it's not. I mean, it, there's no doubt. Like if you you're playing at a top league or 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 at a you know Champions League or whatnot, you're at that level. 
that you're good, but it's not the, you know, that's, that's not like the only way that you're gonna, you're gonna be a good player or that you're gonna develop. You don't, you, you know, it, you don't have to be dependent on that. And, and like you said, just going over there, it doesn't mean you're gonna develop. Chicharito was already developed when he left. He was like 21 or going on 22. Yeah. And that first that first season in England, he scored what 20 something goals. Exactly. Across, across all competitions, I re, and you know what? What are you gonna? What are these guys gonna say that? Oh, that Sir Sir Alex Ferguson taught him how to head or whatever. How to <laughs> how to, how to, how to score how off to his face. Or how to score? <laughs> you know. He, so it's it's always been that that whole bit Eurocentric thinking that everything is better over there and it's no for all, for the one chicharo that makes it you have others really talented that end up for a lot of reasons not not even being able to play. Yeah, my biggest thing is like, look, it doesn't matter where you play. All that matters is that you play consistently starting starting and getting 90 minutes every week in and week out. That is what matters. Okay. So why, why would you take a player like Linus or Edson Alvarez killing it at America, you know, winning silverware and, and, and they're still establishing their career. They're not, you know, they're not even, you know, 30, 40 games under their belt. And we're already trying to send them to Europe and, and look at what happens. You look at Linus, he's the only benefit that he's going to have going at a young age is he's going to get his European passport and he's going to be taking up one less foreigner spot on that, on that squad. But he, he has, he's had a handful of games and you look at Edson Alvarez being named, like already being named as one of the biggest flops to sign in, in the, in the Dutch league. Because he just has not panned out, and Ajax, no. Ajax spent a lot of money for this kid, and and he just hasn't panned out, and and you yeah. you just halted their careers all all for the, the of say oh you know because it's Europe you know, and both of them would have been stars, big stars. Well, they were big stars. They would have been, they would have been the key players at America. Um, that's that's just a risk, you know. Watch, watch Edson end up in Monterrey. <laughs> and, that, and, and that's the reality. I mean, you saw that happen with uh, Diego Reyes, you know. He came back. Salcedo, he came back. A lot of these players Salcedo come back. He wanted to come back, though. He he wanted to come back, but he he had some problems. But he he did. He, he did. Um, His wife had that problem. Uh, she was alone, and then I think she had like a miscarriage. Oh, and then she's like, "I don't wanna, I don't wanna live," you know. And so one of the reasons he came back. Mm. Uh, yeah, but he he was doing pretty good. But yeah, some some of these other dudes that have gone, they just they don't always make it, and it's it's just luck sometimes. Yeah, I mean, don't you know, get me wrong. The experience is great, and and I'm sure their physical training is is great. And being exposed, you know, being exposed to to that level of competition is is great for them. But at the end of the day, man, 
it's hindering you if you're not in there playing, you know, 90 minutes every game because when you get called up for national duty, you're you're out of rhythm. And 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 you have somebody in the league I make is equivalent. Maybe they're not as talented as you, but they've been consistently getting minutes game in and game out and they've been playing well. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna beat you out in training and and Tata Martinez is gonna see that and he's gonna be like, hey man, I'm I'm gonna pick the player that's in form. I know you play for Ajax or I know you play for in Europe, but I'm sorry that's not good enough. You gotta be in rhythm, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. I, I agree, man. I I agree. I I think um going for the sake of going is is not good. And and it's 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 always a risk. You know, it's good if you're there, but but at the same time, I wouldn't just because the team is not full of, you know, is full of players abroad, doesn't mean that it's it's gonna suck or that it's gonna stop being good. That's that's never been uh, the measuring stick for Mex, where where you could say, oh, we know we're this we're this good because. So many players are in these teams. That's that's just never been Mexico's measuring stick. Yeah, absolutely. And I I think I think uh, being in Libertadores, you know, and and going back to Copa America, give me give me back those two tournaments, and and I'll take that over over having, you know, so many players abroad. Yeah, I agree. Well, that was my little rant. Um, if you guys have any opinions or want to uh, rebuttal against that, feel free to leave us a, a voicemail on our landing page on anchor.fm or reach out to us on Twitter. We read your tweets. Uh, the Juarez and, and Bravos, uh, uh, sorry, Juarez and Tijuana game is still going on. Uh, the game's almost over. They're in the 93rd minute, still 0-0. And uh, yeah, you know that's that's pretty much the show tonight. Uh, do you have any any other closing thoughts, Joel? I think that was that was my closing thought, man. I'll give give me Libe and Copa America before <laughs> before uh, being in Ajax, being a, sitting in the bench at, at Ajax or or trying to trying to get. Spanish citizenship in order to get more PT. I'll take, I'll take what we have here, man. We 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 have we have plenty here. No need to go fight for scraps. Not saying don't go abroad. I'm just saying don't have to. You know. Absolutely. So jornada dos already underway. And make sure to keep an eye out on the Chivas Toluca game tomorrow at 3 p.m. It'll be the first match on Saturday. And then, obviously, the big draw, Rayados America. Both coaches getting their first real test in just their second game of the season. Uh, Those are the two standout games I have uh, on the schedule. You do have a Santos Tigres match, which should be all right uh, to close things on Sunday. Um, But, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening and tuning in to us. We are the Cantina MX Football Podcast. Have a great night.